Well, hey, welcome to the Rise Leadership Podcast. My name is Robert, and I'm joined today by one of our elders here at Rise City Church. His name is Daniel Garcia. Say hello, Daniel. Hi, everyone. I'm loving having you here. Daniel is passionate um, really about forming culture and culture is really what people do with one another, how they interact, how they interact alongside one another. Um, our culture is defined by what you know, our actions, our communication, and it's also what we value and things like that. Daniel, you're really passionate about really helping shape culture, and you do it through this vein of leadership development. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? So I think that looks like, number one, leading yourself well. And leadership development all of, always starts with you. And you can't lead others well if you're not leading yourself well. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing that I found is when I'm not doing well, I become a bad leader or I become a, a poor parent um, where I'm snappy. Maybe I'm tired and uh, I didn't sleep well the night before. And I get up and the morning starts off and my son comes in and he starts just, you know, poking at me and prodding at me (laughs) in little things. And then I snap at him and then I have to reflect on that. And I think that's something I've uh, developed in myself is the ability to that awareness to reflect back on what I did well and didn't do well. And so Mm -hmm. leadership development uh, starts really with leading yourself. Well, Um, once you lead yourself, well, you, you made those changes. You can then develop the culture because culture is people. It's the people. And like you said, I think you said uh, actions, communications, and values. I think those go all in the place. But uh, the biggest thing is that's shaped by the people. That's right. How they communicate, what they value, and then what they act upon. And I think that's huge. Um, And and for me, um, I'll I'll just introduce myself to uh, Rice Cities for some of you that may not know me. Um, I've been a Christian, uh, professed my faith at seven years old. Uh, I've been in the church since then. Um, This is only my third church. (laughs) <laughs> in that whole time. And I am older, you know, I'm almost 42 years old and three churches that whole time is, is pretty significant. I'm a, I'm a pretty loyal person yeah, and uh, I'm willing to stick it out. And I think that's one of, one of my personal values is perseverance. And I think that's a good one for leadership development yes. as well. Um, so I've been a Christ follower since seven years old. I've been in the church um, my, pretty much my entire life. Uh, doesn't mean I haven't had my ups and downs. Uh, one of the things I want to mention was adversity and, mm. you know, those ups and downs throughout your life, those are the times you really grow farther, I think. And so I started out going to school. Uh, I wanted to be a cop since probably age 10, sitting there with my mom, uh, watching Law & Order at 10 o'clock at night on NBC. Law & Order that Law convinced order. you to become a cop. 10 years old, yep. Would have never Want, guessed. Okay. Wanted to be a detective. So. Here I am. I've been a police officer now for 16 years. Prior to that, I uh, I worked as a, a sergeant in the Marine Corps, got promoted through, mm-hmm. so I did four years in the military. Um, prior to that, I was in sales at a uh, surf and skate clo- clothing store out here in Parkway Plaza. I didn't used know to be that around. about you. Yeah, grommets. So uh, <laughs> that's where I learned how to, uh, the gift of gab and like asking people questions and building that quick rapport with people, which actually helped me in in the law enforcement field. Awesome. And uh, so here I am, I'm married, I have two kids. Uh, we've been at Rice City Church now since I think June of 2018, 2018-ish, 2019. It's almost like like four years almost. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> we were actually brought here by by another elder, 
um, who left our previous church and uh, he invited us to come here and it just felt like a home and like family. And we really connected uh, with some of their values, which I, I noted here. Okay. You know, and I think when you know your values and you hold to those values, you're able to communicate and then act and lead well and lead mm -hmm. yourself well and lead others well. And then that in turn creates a well-led culture. Awesome. Um, so the values here at Rice City, right? Gospel centered, journey minded, relationally driven, action oriented. That's right. And uh, I, I think those really, really uh, seed well with me. And when your values are, are sitting with you, they're able to grow. Even though sometimes they might, uh, you know, like a rose, right? Grows from a seed, starts from a seed, grows up. In order for that rose to actually have blooms the next year, you have to trim it back and you have to cut them off. Keep pruning, right? Yeah. Keep pruning, that's right. keep, keep developing it. And I think that's a huge part of uh, leadership is just reflecting back, pruning, making advances forward. I'm hearing you talk about, I mean, a few things here, evaluation of yourself, of what's happening around you, of your values, how you're, how much you're holding to your values, and then also consistency. It sounds like consistency is a huge personal value of yours. You call it perseverance. Um, but it sounds like giving consistency in the sense of like, you say what you mean, you mean what you say, you keep on going and what you've said that you're going to keep going in. Yeah. Um, is that a pretty good summary? You think of who you are and what you value and how you operate and the leadership that you want to develop? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Robert. Uh, you know, that means a lot. It's, it's funny. I just recently promoted to the next rank. It's a leadership rank yeah. within uh, law enforcement. And um, a part of that promotional process is at the end, there's a group that's selected and they're brought in for a chief's interview. And you go through the chief's interview and then he makes a selection out of there. So during my chief's interview, he asked me a question and I answered it and uh, talk to him about it. And then I said, well, what do you think are my strengths, Chief? And the first thing he said is consistency. Yes. And You're he said, you, you are probably the most consistent person here. You're, you're faithful to the mission and to the people. And that's what I appreciate about you. And, mm -hmm. and that meant a lot to me. Um, just hearing that from someone who's, you know, your boss, yeah. who has the ability to give you that next level, that next rank, you know, or take it away. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that was huge. And, and to be that consistency, I, I think that's what it is. Um, in my life, the things I've done well, I've stuck with and I've stuck it out. And my grandma used to say, I share this. I also have coordinated financial peace here at, um, Rice city. And she would say, obedience brings blessings. Hmm. And I was really reflecting on that. Like, that's the consistent obedience yeah, over and over. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You'll persevere eventually. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So how do you feel like um, this has played out, this consistency, this constant evaluation of yourself? Um, I mean, consistency, one of the things that's so important about it and so valuable about it is it makes you trustworthy, right? It's kind of like, I know what to expect when I'm, when I'm getting, working with Daniel. Like I know what I, what is coming up because he's been so consistent in it. But how has this consistency evaluation in your own life, how has it kind of shaped the culture, one, in the place that you lead in, your workplace, as well as the place that you lead in, your house, right? Your whole family and things like that, too. You have two kids and things. I know that there's some culture that you're trying to form there 
How has the consistency played into it? Yeah, I think that is huge, is being consistent with that consistent follow-through. My kids know if if dad says he's going to do something, he does it. Hmm. And like, he doesn't forget. Um, I do forget, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but what I've learned to do is make up for that, that uh, piece that doesn't connect. So for me, like, if I don't write something down, I will not do it and forget. Mm -hmm. So I'll make a little note. I have yellow stickies in my Bible here. I have yellow stickies I put on the counter. Uh, lunch, like pick up my lunch. Or my daughter wanted to show me this picture from uh, her kindergarten class of these two twins and like try to figure them out. And she, of course, wanted to do it at bed last night. And I'm like, Alan, we can't do it. You know, it's time to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's do it in the morning first thing. Like, what can we do to remember to do that? And she's like, mm, I don't know, dad. And so I said like, okay, let's put the picture out on the counter by my coffee maker. She's like, good idea, dad. Like that'll help you remember. And I said, that will help me remember. So yeah. I think that consistent follow through and like you say it, you do it. There's some tangibility to that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Good. And then creating it in the home, little things, little things that they will remember because those things are catchy. And something we, we created was hats and, and it's an acronym and I'm a big acronym guy being okay. in Former military and law enforcement, there's like acronyms for everything, right? <laughs> so they can complete every system, every sentence um, that I start. Excuse me, and it's just it's just gone on since they were little, since they could talk, since I could talk to them. And uh, we use hats, right? H A T S. So honesty is the best policy. I like to lead with that one because you can't lead well if you're not honest with yourself, mm, trust, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> God knows our hearts. Right. So he's, he's going to be in there. He, he'll make you face the mirror and look deep with inside. So honesty is the best policy. It's better to tell me, I appreciate you bringing that information to me. Yeah. I always like my daughter got in trouble at school. So yeah. I asked her, she came and she told us without the teacher telling us, and I wasn't mad at her, but I really appreciate it. And I told her like with a smile, with a hug, I appreciate you, Adam, like telling us. Yeah. It, it, that means everything. You were just open. You were honest with us. We appreciate that. Um, the next one, A, right? So honesty is the best policy. H, A, attitude of gratitude. Mm. And I think that always drives something home. Um, that comes from uh, one of my favorite authors uh, that I started reading because of my grandpa way back in the day, but Zig Ziglar, you know, that attitude of gratitude. Uh, be grateful for the moment you're in. Mm -hmm. And my mom, you know, through all the things she's been through has been a, a, an amazing example of that. And I've been through some stuff too, some yeah. adversities, but if you always remember, like we have our faith, we have God, he is there for us. He brings me joy every day. That's right. You know, if I'm down on my knees, I'm hurt, I'm injured. I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You know, the, not to sound, um, I guess arrogance is the good word, but you know, I am glad that I know where I'm going when I and pass. Security in yeah, that, right? There's security and okay, safety good. in that. Yeah. So attitude of gratitude. Um, T, another big one. Uh, teamwork makes the dream work. All right. <laughs> I, I firmly believe that, right? Two is better than one. Um, one of the, I also, uh, help out in fourth grade, the 11 o'clock hour. And uh, we're looking at Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 9. 
And you know that two are better than one, right? Yeah. And then it goes on to say about a rope, right? Yeah. Three strands together is so much stronger. And I think one of the things we were talking about in, in our group is these kids were making this correlation like, oh, well, one of the kids said, well, my rope had nine strands in it. I said, well, that's, that has, that's a divisor of three, right? So three times three is nine. So that, that's even stronger. And then one, one of the kids said, well, there's 12 disciples in the <laughs> Bible. And I was like, well, that's a divisor of three too. Wow. Yeah, I said, maybe that, maybe that is a, a, an interesting point that God was trying to drive home, right? It's you're even better. The more people you get together and the more help you can offer someone the serving of others, um, just like Jesus served yeah. others, that teamwork makes the dream work. You know? Yeah. And then uh, S, sharing is caring. And I think that that goes a long way. Um, not just the sharing, like kids sharing their toys, but sharing of our faith. Hmm. And, oh, cool. you know, that opportunity. There's some layers to that. Yeah, yeah. There, there are. So that that sharing portion of our faith is huge. Where we're not, we're not going to convince anybody to do anything. My kids will, my wife's will. We can try to guide them and mentor them. We can share advice with them, but it's up to them to actually grasp onto it. And I think that goes uh, a lot to leadership development, culture development as well. Yeah. Um, you sharing your faith is giving that person the opportunity to grab onto that and take the next step towards their walk in faith. Let's see if I remember. Ready? Okay. Okay. Honesty is the best policy. Yes. An attitude of gratitude. Yes. That's Teamwork good. makes the dream work. Nice. And sharing is caring. Wow. Spot on. Well, I think you've already formed my culture <laughs> even in that just yeah. by something that's so memorable. Um, I, what a great point, I think. Just the idea of if culture is defined by what you value and, and your values come out in the way that you act and respond, as well as the things that you say and the things you don't say and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So your values really come out. Really, so it sounds like in your life, you found this kind of secret sauce of consistency and intentionality towards constantly reinforcing values. And actually, you've even created some memorable aspects to make the, the values memorable and tangible. I was able to pick them up just now. Yeah, they're pretty that's... amazing. So, and, and it's not a tangible, it's not a testimony to my ability to remember things because I have a terrible memory. It's <laughs> it a doesn't seem like it. It's a testimony to hats, you know, yeah. my hat's yeah, hats. off to you, my friend. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice, nice. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> well, 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 let's close out in this. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about kind of what are some other areas that you've kind of really kind of leaned into when you've seen this tie? Because sometimes people wouldn't wouldn't necessarily connect leadership development with culture creation. Well, what are some pl places of leadership development that you've leaned into and you've seen it create cultures that you're really hoping for? So I think one is at work. Okay. Um, so I currently, I supervise a, a group of five to seven um, other police officers. Um, and I've just tried to develop them in a way that is counterculture in law enforcement. Oh, interesting. so we take care of each other. Yeah. So I, I told them this little hats thing as yeah. well. I talked about it. I think it's, it's huge. That teamwork portion that we take care of each other. Yeah. Um, for example, they talked about on another squad, like we have to work overtime. Sometimes we get, uh, it's called man X or made to work. Uh, a different shift to cover okay. for a minimum staffing. Um, and these, 
these guys get made to work on another shift. Another shift kind of does things differently. And then sometimes they'll come back and I'll go around the table and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what happened on that shift and saw that they worked on there. And they'll say, well, so-and-so did this and this and this. I said, well, what did you do? Like, well, I didn't, I didn't do that because we talked about that. We do it how we should be doing it. Oh, wow. And specifically, um, when you work in overtime, it's kind of uh, unspoken that you try not to get uh, paper or arrest calls, right? Someone else will take it who you, actually you works that squad. Paperwork. Yeah, they're the okay. cover. So they're already I filling in a spot. So yeah. they're doing extra, having to work another extra day. So they're trying to try to look out for each other. But it happened that this squad was not doing that. And one of the officers on my squad said, well, why do we do it for them? I said, because it's the right thing to do. And everybody's like, yeah, you're right. You know, you got cool. that. So they've been doing that and they've been doing a great job. And one of my other uh, podcast mentors, you know, he says, what gets report rewarded or what gets repeated gets rewarded. That's right. And uh, what gets repeated gets rewarded. And what gets rewarded and vice versa. It goes both ways. But so I buy them like, once a week, I'll get them all either coffee or I'll buy them a meal, like pizza, or Chick-fil-A or in and out something, right? Just to say, like, I appreciate you and I know you're working hard and you're doing things you may not want to do, mm-hmm. but it's the right thing to do. Is that come out of a police budget or is that? Out? No, that's out of my my budget, my pocket. So, so you yeah. literally are so bought in to this culture that you want to create that yes. you're willing to take personal sacrifice to reinforce attitude and actions that you want to see repeated. Absolutely. I think that is a a huge part of it is if you want to see any, let's call it culture change or culture redevelopment. Yeah. You have to, you have to be fully bought in. You have to take some risk, right? Mm -hmm. In it, you have to uh, take that initiative. You have to be reflective in what you're doing. You have to make those sacrifices and you also have to know and express to them where it's going. Like, why is this going to make us better? Yeah. And it'll make us better as a whole because we will work and take care of each other on a higher level, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. Man, what, what, a, what a great <clears throat> principle. If you're listening to this, to, to think through just the idea of how bought in are you? Uh, you know, one of the things that's bouncing around in my brain as we're talking right now, Daniel, also, is consistency to me sounds safe, <laughs> whereas risk and sacrifice is not. And yet you found a way to kind of marry the two together where they work hand in hand to start to change the culture and create leaders that would actually even have an influence as they go on other shifts. So when they're with other people, they're carrying that same ethos, that same culture with them. I mean, you know that culture is powerful when people become culture carriers and they take it to places where it's. I like what you said, countercultural. Yeah. Um, they become different from the cultures around them because they're so bought into a whole different culture. Absolutely. So, really cool. Well, thank you so much for, for hanging out and sharing yeah. some of these things. And is there anything like last minute tidbits that you're like, this is a golden <laughs> nugget that I can't leave off of this? Right well, now? you know, I was, I was looking at um, Rise City's website and, mm-hmm. and something that just uh, resonated with me um, was Ephesians 5. 14 Mm. on there, right? And it says Mm. on the website and it's written there clear as day, you know, wake up sleeper, right? Wake up sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you, Mm -hmm. right? 
if I could just leave you with one thing is be counterculture, be out there, take a consistent risk, right? A calculated yeah. consistent risk um, to change another's life. You never know. Something awesome. little you say or something little you do uh, can make a huge difference in their life and bring wow. them closer to God. Well, so good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I hope that you were as challenged, um, <laughs> encouraged, and then also motivated as I was, as you're listening to this. Um, we'll continue to release more on the Rise Leadership Podcast. I hope that this has been useful for you. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.